Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are live. Julie and I are going to actually do something we've not done before. We're just going to focus on the top probably 10 questions. I'm not even sure we're going to get through all these um, that we were asked over the weekend. And Julie and I worked all weekend. We were answering questions. We were basically on the phone. We were responding to texts. We were doing everything in our power to keep you guys, um, frankly, comfortable in what's going to feel over the next two weeks like an absolute storm. So just so you guys know, over the next two weeks, maybe three weeks, depending on where you are in the country, things are going to start to feel really uh, absolutely unglued. And so that's the reason that Julie and I started at the beginning of this month doing everything we could to keep all of you prepared um, financially. And if you've not yet downloaded our Ultimate Agent Survival Guide, the simplest way for you to do that is just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a direct link so then you can basically download our Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. In that survival guide, you're going to learn that it's broken into three parts. The first part is protect. I'm sorry, is personal, then protect, then profit. The personal part is what all of you should have already been doing two weeks ago, frankly, and um, applying for forbearances and you know dealing with um, the SBA, PPP, and all these other things. Um, I know some of those programs just went live last week, but within the uh, link that we're going to send back is a membership to a free coaching program, and that's where all the latest information is waiting for you. So every specific thing, every drill down detail you need now to take advantage of all these government programs, they're waiting for you. So Julie, welcome to today's show. Yes, thank you. It has indeed been an adventure and uh, lots of interesting stuff. So let's get to our questions. All right. So these are the top 10 questions and we're going to go through these relatively quick. And Julie and I were basically, as you guys know, um, you know, we are both answering questions and emails and whatnot. And these are the questions we got multiple times or maybe, you know, essentially we know that we need to drill down with you. Question number one, and we're going to go through these succinctly and quickly, is will there be a housing crash? Absolutely, there's going to be a housing crash. And the housing crash is going to be unprecedented. Um, it's going to make the one that we went through to, uh, from 2007 to arguably 2009 look like um, child's play. That's the reality of it. Why? Because there's an enormous increase in unemployment. And even as people start to get their jobs again, they're not going to feel confident. People don't buy houses when they don't have jobs and people don't buy houses when they're not feeling confident. That's the reason more than ever you need to shift all your best energies every single day to focusing on sellers, not on buyers. And we talked about that for hours and hours and hours on our past podcasts. So make sure you guys go and listen to all of that. But again, the easiest way for you to get ahead of the curve is get that free coaching program. Just check the word survival to 31996. All right, Julie, next question. Uh, is the U.S. economy in a recession or worse? Um, you want me to answer that one too? Go ahead. Yes. You're good. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think to both of those questions, there's no more question. It's just Yes. We're at least in a recession, possibly worse. Yes. So there it is. The answer is yes. And uh, um, and we think it's going to be worse. We, Julie and I, there is no, um, there's no economic description. We Googled for it of a depression. 
recession is two quarters of negative GDP. There's no doubt we're in a recession. The GDP has fallen uh, more quicker than it ever has in the history of the United States. So yes, we're in a recession and there'll probably be a depression that follows. Of course, the funny thing about depression is I think it's mostly a political term. And so you won't see them using the word depression. You'll see them using the word recession, but nonetheless. All right, point number three. All right, this one was where we get into the weeds. So why is applying for SBA PPP uh, unemployment or forbearances? Why is it not wrong or immoral? And again, we're going to cut through it. Here's the bottom line. It's called the Fifth Amendment. It's in the Constitution. <laughs> yes. It's, it's called the Takings Clause. Do you want to talk about that? Well, yes. And it's, it's basically a, uh, the same place where your personal property is covered if the government says or your city says domain. eminent domain is in there you know they want to put a freeway in your backyard they can't just do it and throw you out they have to give you um what your property's worth it actually says that by law related to that is we take something away from you we have to make you whole again they have taken away your ability to maybe not make your full income, but have you been affected well, by this? But, yes, you have. But specifically what they took away is your ability to run your business. Yes. What? And the, so that was through no fault of your own. And it's in the Fifth Amendment. So you should say, yes, absolutely. I'm going to take advantage of how they're making me whole. This is what they're supposed to be doing per the Fifth Amendment. They're just following the law. So th that's right. That's what they're doing. And so this is not a morality issue. This is a legal issue. It's a contractual issue. They basically, as you know, we, and we had this question a whole bunch of times. And I understand, completely understand why. Um, because it's confusing. Because you feel like you're getting a handout. Maybe you think that's immoral. Maybe your own code of conduct and life in general is always told. In, you, you've, you know, you've essentially seen yourself as somebody that has never asked for a handout. And I get it. I totally understand. Well, Tim, there's another thing too, which is they're saying, well, if I take that, I must be robbing it from somebody else, not realizing that the government has said, basically, we're going to keep the money flowing regardless. Right. That's your scarcity issue. And that doesn't have any attachment to reality because the fact is, is the money that you're spending isn't real anyway. It's called fiat currency. So there's no limit to how much money the government is going to be able to create. It just creates it. It doesn't even print it. People say printing money. They don't print money anymore, guys. It's all digital currency in essence, not Bitcoin and whatnot, but ones and zeros digital currency. It's not crypto. So the reality of it is, is that the government took away, and according to the Constitution, the government must uh, repay. And so that's the reason that you all need to be applying for the SBA pay, uh, Payment Protection Program. You all should be applying for unemployment. You'll get between 600 and I think $950 per month. Um, you know, if both of you are self-employed, if it's a couple or whatnot, then you both get paid. Forbearances. All these things are things you guys must be doing immediately. Lots of bad information out there uh, being passed around about the SBA PPP. Um, we've done, what, three or four shows on that. And all you've got to do is go back and listen to our past podcasts or all the information is waiting for you on um, the uh, survival website. Just text the word survival to 31996. But just to bottom line, it's some of the biggest bits of misinformation. You know, you have to have an existing banking relationship with the existing bank or all the rest of it. Yes, Bank of America was giving preferential treatment to their own business owners that had accounts with them. That makes sense. But any FDIC insured bank can take your uh, PPP application. The PPP, if you fill out the application and read it, is largely going to, frankly, it's going to be a grant. Most of you will never have to pay it back. You do not need to uh, be a, a W-2 employee of your own corporation. You can be a 1099. So literally, guys, every single one of you, whether you're 1099 or W-2, 
does not matter, should apply for this immediately. And the other thing to keep in mind is you're also going to have this information to share with everyone you know, your centers of influences and your past clients. They are self-employed. They know somebody that is. This is going to be incredibly powerful information for you to share with everyone. We've already deciphered it and broken all the information down. It's waiting for you on that website. Okay, so it's all there. But please do not start passing along somehow your, you know, don't virtual virtue signal that somehow you're better than everyone else just because you didn't do the SBA PPP. You should do it. And if you're not doing it, it's because you don't, you frankly don't know what the Fifth Amendment is. So apply for all those programs immediately. Um, all right, question number four. What will happen next for housing? How can I prepare? Julie? Yes, well, what you're already seeing next is a massive shift to virtual tours and how you're going to go about business. You know, uh, one of my very strong listing agents who typically has 40 or 50 active listings, that's a lot of people to manage, right? That's a lot of calls to sort out and who's in and who's not. She did a survey talking about how, you know, she did a little health thing so she knows who's been traveling, which a lot of your boards are making you guys do now. But she was asking them, do you still want showings? Do you want a sanitation station? Do you want to go all virtual? What's the deal? So how you're doing business, business is still going on, Um, you know. Prices are going to prices fall. Prices are going to fall. But remember, the forbearances are making this different, right? So you're getting a little bit of time to kick the can. Right. So prices are going to fall. You're going to see basically a lot of people, they're going to experience financial hardship like they never have before. And that's going to result now. Is it going to, are prices going to uniformly fall? No. no. They're going to fall in some markets. They might not fall at all. We know from the past recession, uh, the past housing crash, there's some areas and some types of real estate that actually does quite well in this type of market. But for the most part, you're going to see prices resetting. And I know we are coming off of what felt like an amazing economy and for, and you know, psychologically and financially it was. But what, what's going to take place after this because of all this money printing, the actual amount of money that the government's printing isn't $2.2 trillion. It's not even really $6 trillion. It's an unlimited amount of money. So you guys know about the $2 trillion because that's what's public facing. Those are the programs that you're hearing about from the SBA and those other types of things. The rest of the money is going to the banks and keeping the essentially the gears of the economy continuing to run. And that is going to be where you're going to see essentially the Fed doing an unlimited amount of money of any type of industry that want, that needs a, needs a bailout. In every single industry you can think of. Everyone talks about restaurants and whatnot, but guys... Every business in the United States is is adversely affected by this. Most businesses have less than 90 days worth of cash on. They have no savings, basically. So this will be a lifeline for some of them. But the reality of it is, is so many of these businesses were marginal in the first place. Making, I mean, look at the average broker. They're making less than 3% net margin. Brokers, if you're making you know less than 3%, you're not alone. That's what everyone else is making. So when those brokerages go without revenue for two or three months, they're done. They're out of business. These, by the way, these programs, they won't keep those bro- brokerages in business. Their overhead is too high. They were essentially in the very, very twilight years of an obsolete business plan, an obsolete business model, and that's going to come home to roost now more than ever. It's sad for those that don't take action on this. So do the right thing and share as many share our podcast with as many different agents and brokers as you can. And definitely, what you what you want to do is definitely text the word survival to three one nine nine six to get that information so you can share it with them. All right. So next question. I told you guys this is a bit of a lightning round um, because Julie and I actually have more webinars today for other people. Next question. My brokerage is, oh, it's like the last one. My brokerage is barely afloat and sinking fast. What can I do? Here's the problem that you're going to have many agents out there. 
is you don't know that you're in a brokerage that's not going to basically have its lights on in 60 days because the broker isn't telling you. And so if you have, essentially, if that broker files for bankruptcy, you're going to not be able to get your money out of the brokerage because your brokerage, your your listings even, your uh, pendings, your everything is going to be essentially in uh, bankruptcy along with the brokerage itself. So you need to be incredibly aware of the fact that the broker that you probably have your license with is not going to survive this essentially this financial apocalypse that's going to follow the um, the plague or you know the pandemic. Okay, these are all scary words, but you should be scared because the thing that happens on the other side of you being scared after you basically face the fear and uncertainty is your realization that you aren't prepared, and a lot of you absolutely are not prepared, and that's the reason you need to be playing catch up now. So for using words that make you nervous, feel the nerves and then take action on it. Stop trying to placate yourself into believing that somehow this is all going to be normal again, which leads to the next question. By the way, if you are a broker and you want to know a graceful exit out of your brokerage, now more than ever is the best time for you to seriously consider eXp. I want you to feel comfortable and confident texting me directly at 512-758-0206 and let's have a conversation about how you can gracefully exit at the obsolete business plan and you can create, you know, frankly for many of you, this is this is the exact bridge that you've been hoping to discover because you know your brokerage itself wasn't sustainable. So use this as an opportunity for you to move forward into something that's going to be bigger and much brighter than the path that you were on previously. All right, next point. Uh, point number six, question number six. Um, okay, Julie, this one's for you. Is it better for my sellers to take their homes off the market now and wait? Yeah, so this is a case-by-case scenario, and your script for that is tell me more about your situation. You do still, of course, have sellers who have to get it done now. People who just closed on new construction and are about to face two mortgage payments. Well, one of the unintended things we're seeing is they close on what they built, and then they put the other mortgage into forbearance and keep it on the market till it sells. So there are some strategies, but your script is tell me more about your situation. For some of your sellers, absolutely, they're going to keep it on the market. And the other thing is, Mr. Seller, what uh, do you believe that your house will be worth Price. more you know, in the future than it is worth now and worth more in the next 90 to 120 days? And then to Julie's point, remind me why you need to uh, sell the house. Let's review that. Oh, because you have that new construction or because you're downsizing. We're relocating. People you, are still relocating. You have some, you know, some external <laughs> thing that's pressuring you to actually do uh, the, the sell. You have to do the sell. Okay. So knowing that this has to happen, whether it happens now or six months from now, doesn't it make sense that you'd want to put the house for sale now as everyone else is pulling their house off the market because the buyers out there looking are going to be more motivated are, are motivated, and there's a lack of inventory more than That's ever because right. everyone else is pulling their house off the market? So make the move yeah. now because there's an excellent chance your house will be worth less in the future. All right. Uh, question number seven, Julie. Um, okay, here you go. What should I be doing now now to make money? Now now. Well, the obvious answer, the immediate answer is BPOs. We did a whole dedicated podcast to BPOs. Can they still do the... Yeah, uh, yeah, I work. it's working. Okay. We need to do that. So you text BPO, I believe, yeah, to text. 31996. If you're yep. not sh- totally sure what we're talking about, listen to the podcast. BPOs are broker price opinions. You get basically paid for a little upgraded CMA. You batch them in groups. You get checks every day to your mailbox. This is short-term, immediate cash flow. Obviously, keeping your deals together, getting your new transactions going for the people who are most motivated. Related to our last question, Tim, where we were talking about people who do have to sell, the ones that we see falling to the wayside were the less motivated sellers anyway. A lot of the overpriced sellers who maybe don't have to do anything, that's good for you because those are the same ones that generally are a little bit harder on you. 
and you know harder to deal with. So it's not necessarily bad, but what it means is you better know everybody's motivation. And back to how to make money now. Now, um, absolutely the expired listings. Yes. Absolutely probate. Absolutely the you know well, VRBOs. VRBOs really that hurting. have to sell because they're not renting. Absolutely. I mean, there's a list of all the different sources of people. But notice the recurring word and everything. Uh, that I said, it's call. It's proactive lead generation. The days of being able to do things passively are completely over. So if you guys think you're going to be able to keep the lights on just from centers of influence and past clients and passive goofy social networking, I have news for you. You're wrong. The first agents that suffer the hardest are the ones that are reliant on centers of influence and past clients. Because what happens is your centers of influence and past clients are going to become incredibly particular about who they list their house with. And they're going to essentially hire the person that has the best skills, whether they brought them you know, pumpkin pies for the last 11 Novembers or not. The reality of it is, is the agent who has the skills wins. The past market, guys, was a relationships business, a relationships market. This one's 100% skills. You got to acknowledge if you don't like what I'm saying right now, if it's making your hair stand up on end, it's because you know that you're not prepared. So you've got to be thinking about what it is that you need to be doing now. And it's, Julie just gave you four things, but that's only a partial, partial list of the things you can be doing now to proactively generate business. If you want to get access to more information about that, you can text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. Julie? Yes, and I forgot one very important uh, spoke, which is probate. You can text all the leads, no spaces, no dot com, just all the leads, just spelled out, no spaces and no dots, to 31996, and we'll give you a discount on getting that system up and running. Sorry um, for giving yeah. you guys all these codes <laughs> and whatnot, but the reality of it is, is we have to more we have to efficiently manage all the information that we have for you. And the best way for us to do it is telling you to text something, and then you can just download yes. the information. That way, we don't end up rambling on about something for and fifteen minutes that only a few of you are interested mm -hmm. in. So we're trying to more efficiently disseminate information, you guys, so we can help more of you faster. Yes, Julie. Yes, and before I go to to Premier Coaching, breaking news. We were talking about the pay, payroll protection program. Bank of America has already posted, okay, this thing came out last week. Bank of America has already said that they've received applications for 10% of the entire amount allocated by Congress. That's right. And we're on like day two of that, right? So don't wait. Now, and that's not even including what's already been approved. So it's probably more than that 10%. You guys need to act now because this, I mean, it could be gone by Friday. Well, what know. she's saying is the total pay per, paycheck protection thing was $350 billion and, basically, and basically had the belief is all that money is going to essentially be taken almost instantaneously. And Julie just confirmed that. So this is a first come first thing, uh, first serve type program with the PPP. So make sure you're all over that. All right. So the last question that we're going to answer today um, is when will things go back to normal? And here's the answer. There is no normal. If you think things are going to go back to the way they were, they won't. They can't. All that's over. So what we are experiencing a mere three weeks ago is never going to come back. The way that people interact socially, the expectations people have. So it's a psychological thing primarily, and then it's going to be a financial thing. So just here's the thing you got to accept. The longer you try to hold on to the belief that things are going to be back to normal, the more you're going to suffer because you're going to then be upset, angry even, that things don't feel like they did a month ago because you can still feel like it felt a month ago. So can I. And I honestly miss it too. I want my, 19, I want my 2019 back. How about you guys? So the reality of it is, is that's not going to happen. The reality of what's going to come next is going to be 
different. It's not necessarily going to be worse, by the way. Sure, you can paint a grim dystopic future for what comes next, but I'm not really sure that's completely accurate. I think a lot of the things that are going to happen next are going to basically, in a lot of ways, they're going to return us to essentially the things that matter most in life. You're going to see more people spending more time with their friends and family. There's going to be a sense of community that I don't think our country has ever experienced, not even after September 11th. You're going to see uh, essentially interactions between people being less uh, divisive. You're going to see, I think, all the tribal things that have happened in our country with all these little subgroups and subcultures and acronyms, and you guys know what I'm talking about. That's It's still going to be there. It'll always be there. But it's just not going to be relevant anymore because people will realize at the end of the day we all need each other, and we shouldn't be essentially at each other's uh, you know throats. We shouldn't be essentially trying to essentially fight all the time and, and look for reasons why someone's better and someone's worse. I'm not, I'm not talking about racism. I'm not trying to be political. I'm really just talking about politics. So what we're going to see is that politics on a whole are going to be set aside and people, humans, us, citizens, are going to realize at the end of the day that we really are all the same and that we really are all part of the same family. And by the way, globally, that's true as well. And really, if you try to stay attached to the way things were, you're going to feel sad. You're going to feel depressed. You're never going to move past it. And that's what we saw happen after the housing crash. We saw agents, friends, family who never moved past that. They had, you know, essentially they wanted to stay in that place forever. They dug a ditch. They mentally, emotionally, financially put themselves in it and they've never come back up. That same thing's going to happen even more now. And over the next two to three weeks, as more reports of the sickness and the more uncertainty and, you know, people are finally willing to say what Julie and I've been saying for the last three weeks with regards to the virus. I don't know. And that's really the answer. What's going to happen with the virus? I don't know. Never happened before. Is the virus going to, is there going to be a, um, a vaccine for it in the next 12 to 18 months? I don't know. Probably. That's what they're telling us. Well, that, does that mean the next 12 or 18 months is going to be one version or another of what we've been experiencing for the last almost month? I don't know, but probably. I mean, these are all the answers that you guys need to be accepting. It's the uncertainty that you need to embrace. As crazy as that is, it's the uncertainty that you need to embrace because then you feel insecure. You feel a little uh, unsettled. And then use that energy to get into action. The worst thing you can do right now is watch more TV, get fat, lazy, lose any skills that you had. The worst thing you can do is do nothing and stay complacent. The best thing you can do right now, listen to our podcast, go back, feed off what we're trying to essentially get you to do, and then take action on these things and do it aggressively. On the other side of this, whatever that is, however it looks, it's the agents that took action now. It's the agents that got, got better at their skill set now. It's the agents that didn't allow themselves to be emotionally destroyed from what's happening now that will be the top producers in the country. And that's going to be, that's absolutely going to happen. So stop feeling defensive. Stop feeling attacked. You know, stop some of the emails and whatnot that Julie and I got where people being, you know, angry because we're telling agents to apply for unemployment insurance. Guys, you didn't do this to yourself. You, your business is not suffering and your finances aren't suffering because something you did. You did not do a miscalculation. You did not, you know, risk too much. This isn't, you know, back in the housing crash where people were buying too many houses and just being greedy, basically. That's not what has caused this in your own personal hardship. This was caused by something external that nobody, it's an, the absolute black swan event of our lifetimes, hopefully. 
And it's an act of God in, in those particular, and the government's reaction to it was essentially to make it so that you couldn't use your business. And as a result of that, your business is suffering and needlessly suffering in many cases, because we've been telling you what you can do despite the fact that you're locked in. Um, you know, and so what are you going to do with that information? Are you actually going to take that and you're going to just, uh, you know, apply for all those programs, take all the money in the grant that's offered to you? Or are you going to be one of these people that says, you know what, I'm good. I'm not going to do it. Somehow I think I'm better than that. Well, six months from now, you're going to probably wish you would have done it. There is going to be no, Julie and I talked about this on our show yesterday. There's absolutely not going to be a V-shaped recovery. At best, it's going to be a U-shaped recovery, which means a long-term recession. At worst, it's an L-shaped recovery, which means it's going to be a depression. One of those two things, it's not going to be a V-shaped recovery. There is no bounce back. People are not getting their jobs back. The businesses are not coming back. 100% essentially of everyone that has a job in the United States is working for essentially a small business owner. Many of those small business owners will not make it back. I'm just telling you the truth. Would you rather have me tell you now so that you can be prepared 90 days from now? Or would you rather just wait around to see if I'm right or not? Let's say I'm 75% right. And it's not just me that's saying this. It's a lot of other people as well. So if I'm 75% right and you are 75% more prepared than you would have been otherwise, that's good, right? I mean, you're ready then. You're frosty. You're doing the things that you should have been doing all the way along to make money in real estate. You're not just wasting time on Instagram and TikTok and doing all this silly Mickey Mouse that doesn't lead to a paycheck. You've actually taken the responsibility of becoming the best version of yourself as a salesperson, as a sales professional. You've done that maybe for the first time in your careers. This is, the, this is your time, guys, to become the best version of yourself as a salesperson. Embrace what Jules and I have been saying forever, that if you want ever-increasing levels of success, even during a pandemic, <laughs> even during you know a financial and economic plague that's certainly to follow, if you want ever-increasing levels of success, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's your role. That's your mission. That's what you have to do. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Or are you just going to basically pop around and look for reasons not to? Look for people that are not saying what we're saying. Looking for reasons to be complacent. Is that what you're going to do? Then guess what's going to happen to you six months from now? And I saw it happen back in 07 and 08 and 09. The, the guys, you know, I don't know how else to say it without absolutely being too scary for some of you. Um, and I frankly don't want to deal with all the negative emails and whatnot. I got enough of that after yesterday's show. But the moral of the story is we're telling you the truth. It's up to you to listen and take action on it. So if you're in Premier Coaching, you need to be attending the daily semi-private coaching call that we do for you guys every single day. Julie is literally doing that daily semi-private coaching call for you right now. And so attend that. If you're in um, the new free coaching program, PE, make sure you're logging in and you're getting that information. And if you want to be in that program, uh, just all you have to do is text the word survival to 31996. Absolutely stay connected to us, guys. Stay drilled down. Stay focused. Remember, the highest and truest purpose of all of us on this planet is to be of service to others. And not in my lifetime and not in your lifetime has there been a better opportunity to practice that. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show. When we do our next one, we're probably going to do two or three more podcasts today. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.